This is the Team Church Podcast with Kevin Gerald, where we exist to move church forward and have the conversations that every team needs to be having. Welcome back to the Team Church Podcast with Kevin Gerald. My name is Brandon Stewart. So glad you're here today. Our mission here at the podcast is to have the conversations that every team needs to be having. So today, as always, our goal, our aim is to set up a conversation for you to then go and finish Uh, with your team. So welcome to this space. And uh, hey, if you are a pastor, if you are on a church team, if you love God's house and want to see the church move forward, then uh, welcome to our tribe. I'm I'm so glad that you found this space today. So uh, our conversation that we are bringing to you today is a conversation that Pastor Kevin recently had with a group of, of pastors and leaders on a call where we talked about seizing the opportunity for realignment. It was a powerful conversation, particularly uh, in the season that we all find ourselves leading in today. I pray this helps you. I pray this helps your team. I believe there are some things here that we can consider that are timely and for now in our local churches. So let's join this conversation already in progress, seizing the opportunity for realignment. Hey, Pastor Kevin, so good to be talking today. Um, we're, We're in such a vital season for churches and for pastors and for teams. And uh, today we wanted to have a conversation on realignment and realigning our churches. And I peeked at your notes. I'm so excited for this today. Uh, I'm going to set you loose here for just a minute, but um, take us there just on the importance and necessity of this season. The main thing I really want to talk about with everybody today and share is that we are, um, we are experiencing an, an opportunity right now. Um, that we have for realignment in our churches. And I have uh, felt like the last last few weeks, especially, I have just really felt strong in my heart that a lot of the shifts that are going on and taking place uh, are an opportunity for us in our churches to go back to the DNA of our church, go back to who we are as leaders, go back to the culture that fits us and suits us. And rather than reacting uh, and even maybe continuing to react to the mindsets of, you know, of people that may not be exactly where we're at as a church, um, I, am, I am feeling really compelled to, uh, to talk about uh, and, and to do things. I'm not talking about alignment, but to direct my attention and focus as if it's time for us to get realigned with who we are at Champion Center and our values and our mission and uh, our culture. And so it's kind of like a car, an automobile, when you hit bumps and when you hit curbs and when you go through difficult terrain, there's a need for realignment uh, in our, you know, on the, on the vehicle. And the, and the more out of line it is, here's something interesting, the more, the lack of alignment makes the vehicle more difficult to drive. And it's no different with your church is that if you continue to allow the bumps and the curbs and the terrain of the last few months um, to affect your, where you're at as a leader, then you're going to just have a really difficult time leading forward. On the other hand, if you can use this opportunity 
to establish and reestablish who you are as a church and who you are as a leader and the values that you have, um, then you're going to create a future that's a lot smoother, a lot easier, a lot better. And you're going to be able to lead actually with a lot more ease. Um, and, and so, you know, comfort. So I think, I think that's uh, my real, that's the premise of what I wanted to talk about today is, um, <clears throat> is, is the alignment opportunity that we have with our churches right now. Pastor Kevin, you, you've said this line a lot over the years. Um, and, and then I know you wanted to talk about it today and that's this thought. And I just want to arm some pastor with this line today. Being assembled is not the same as being aligned. Being assembled is not the same as being aligned. And maybe just talk for a minute about in, in, in our last few years of growth, our churches have, I think a lot of our churches have grown over the last decade we've probably attracted some people that were in the room, but not with us. Maybe just kind of unpack that thought for us a bit today. Yeah. Um, I think every church, it's inevitable. If you're growing, you're going to be excited about new people coming. They're going to be excited about your church there. It's like, uh, you know, you're the best thing since ice cream. And so they gather and there's growth and <clears throat> there's excitement, but they come from different worldviews. And they come from different paradigms and perspectives. And some of them are brand new Christians. Some of them come from different church backgrounds. And, and you have this mix going on. And growth class can help, but it doesn't really take care of all of that. Um, and so you hit, you hit difficult times like we have in the last eight or nine months as a church. And all of a sudden, all of that misalignment is now exposed. So you, it's, it's, it's not that you were in alignment. It's just that the, the difficulty of this season is exposing the lack of alignment in your church. <clears throat> People aren't getting mad necessarily today uh, over something that, that is happening, but rather how they view something that's happening. So it's the view that people have and the variety of views that have come into the church family that is now being disturbed and creating a lack of clarity um, for your church. And we've seen this at Champion Center, definitely. And so shame off of you as a leader. Um, I've, you know, I've just, I've certainly felt a, a bit of conviction, but my conviction is only asking myself, you know, could I have maybe taught more uh, on kingdom? Could I have used the verbiage of and, and faced different um, social viewpoints and perspectives that are in the culture today, pop culture, etc.? You know, could I have done a bit more of that? And the answer is, yeah, probably so. But at the end of the day, I just you can't do anything about what you have or haven't done. So this is an opportunity now um, that we have to actually go back in for realignment. And when we do that, we create a more promising future. That's right. That's right. We have about four points here on real, or I'm sorry, on accommodating this season of realignment and what we can do as leaders to accommodate and lead um, a season of realignment in our churches. And the first point pastor that we had today was to let people come 
and let people go with poise and grace. Let them come and go with poise and grace. Maybe talk about that for a minute. Yeah, I just think it's really important. Don't try to keep people right now that are of a different mindset mentality and are not and, and are not being surrendered enough um, to your thoughts and your concepts as their leader and their pastor. I would say let them go with poise and, and grace. That actually helps you. It doesn't hurt you. Yeah. It's not something we're accustomed to necessarily. But it's, yeah. it's what, what was it, Miracle on 34th Street, you know, that old movie where they, they didn't have the product. And so they became famous by pointing people to the, the church, you know, the store down the road, you know, who had the product. And I, I think that accommodation, um, it's maybe not in our nature, but so important. Uh, the second point that you had for today in accommodating realignment is talk about kingdom. Talk about kingdom. And, and maybe just tell us a little bit about how you're, leading that conversation, even at our own church at Champion Center? Yeah, it's, it's for me, uh, that's really the difference is that there's, there's multiple worldviews out there. And the reality of the kingdom as we have a king, and we have a kingdom, we're part of a kingdom, the kingdom has a territory. Um, the, the kingdom has a culture. And to invade, you know, that space in a way as a, as a leader, I think is a very, it's a, it's a, it's your best premise from which to build an awareness and an understanding. A lot of people who are acting and reacting as they are right now are simply doing it out of naivety and, and they don't know, and then they don't know what they don't know. And, and if you can just, understand that and see see people as good but maybe as you know not having understanding um, and and approach it as the leader with breaking down the kingdom um, that that to me and you know I, I felt that probably about May I started sharing with with our team and saying you know my next big series but I'm gonna wait until some of this the, the dust settles, it's, it's going to be kingdom. And I said back then, I don't know how long and when, but I'm going to try to time it with us coming back into the building, actually. So I thought that was going to be July, and it ended up being September. So all this is building up inside of me all of that time. And we're doing other, you know, we're doing other messages and so forth. But it's like I really sensed and felt. And then I want to I wanted just say what really inspired me was that um, I, I felt like God led me that direction and had no, no awareness of other people. And there are pastors all over the nation that are speaking on kingdom. I, I really believe that it is, um, you know, it's the God, it's the God message in this season. And if you haven't learned kingdom, taught kingdom, if just the substance of the kingdom is not something that you're as familiar with, Again, that's, that's no shame for you, um, but I would just encourage you to study the topic and to get it in your own heart, your own mind, your own spirit, so that you can communicate now and going forward and an awareness that we're not like the world and we are what we've called a third option, for example. You know, um, we're, we're, not, we're not just Democrats and Republicans. We transcend political landscape with a kingdom citizenship 
and a, a kingdom loyalty and a kingdom mindset. And getting people to understand that is very, it's an awakening. It can be really beautiful for the unity of your future. And again, don't, my, my encouragement is don't try to save people that are walking out the door. Don't try to talk them into coming back. You, not, that's not the right energy. That's not the right leadership focus. The right leadership focus is start with what you have, people that are still in the building and lead them now in a direction that's really clear about our identity. Point number three, um, PK, that we were going to talk about today is this, try some new ways of getting the word out about your church. We're talking about accommodating realignment. So try some new ways of getting the word out about your church. What would you want to say about that? I would say for us, um, we've just gone more in a digital direction and been experimenting with some new new ways of uh, getting the word out into new places where we haven't been before. And it's been the, the, uh, the analytics on it have been really positive for us. Um, and so we're excited about it. And I, I don't want or I don't feel like I need to go into a lot more detail on that because I'm definitely not the expert. We have team members who are doing it. If we can help you, we'd be glad to help you. But bottom line is that I feel like um, for everyone today to reset, recalibrate and look for the new, you know, the, the, the new spaces that you can fill and occupy to reach new people. Amen. Amen. Hey, and our last point for this section was this. Um, again, we're talking about accommodating realignment, leading people back to the building, leading people back into um, not just online, but, but gathering again in the building. Okay. Yeah, I wanted to, and, and we will in just a moment, I think I want to give you five, uh, benefits of being back in the building. And we have spent the last few months cha as champions of online. And thank God for online. I mean, we wouldn't, <laughs> we, would, we wouldn't have been able to really uh, communicate with people and so forth. Online has, has been something really special that we all appreciate. But there are benefits of being back in the building. And so I just I wanted to encourage everyone today, now's your time to, I think, start to champion um, those benefits. And while you still acknowledge, of course, that, hey, we're, you know, we're, we're online and we want to continue to be here in a, you know, a greater way than ever uh, in the digital format, digital opportunity, we, we also want to talk and, and share that uh, if you can and when you can and when you're ready, there's nowhere like being in the physical atmosphere um, and being in the room. And so, so to champion that, I think, is, is important. I think some people right now, I feel like some of the pastors I've talked to have hesitated a little bit on that, knowing that not everyone's ready. I don't think everyone has to be ready for us to go ahead and start to lean into that conversation. So while we're on this, and we, we were going to get to this today, so while we're on this topic of regathering in the room, let's just go through some of those points. And I think some things that you wanted to share, and maybe, again, just arm some pastors that are on this call today, remind you and help you remind the people in your church of the very real benefits of attending church on-site versus online. The first one, 
PK that you wanted to share out today was this, the power of the room, reminding people of the power of the room. Yeah, I, the, if you just look at your five senses, for example, <clears throat> they're not all ignited online. And so the ability, the experience itself cannot be underestimated. And uh, the, the, the ability to actually uh, look around a room, to be surrounded with people who are worshiping, um, the, the, the room and what it provides to our sight and sound, our, our hearing, um, the, the experience itself cannot be matched online. Absolutely. Uh, the second point that we had uh, under that point was the strength of community. Uh, the strength of community. The, uh, the, the point that I think is so important when we talk about, uh, you know, being in a room, when, when people are watching, most people are watching from their home, honestly. And it's usually just them and their family at the online experience. Again, it's great not taking anything away from it. But community can't be formed in isolation. And so a lot of people are at this point maybe being a little bit lethargic and need to be reminded that the, the community uh, of believers is not, not to be underestimated. And the power of finding relationship and being in relationship with God's people will always be a foundation of our faith. It will never stop being that. And over time, um, you know, since the days of Jesus, the Christians have, they have risked their own lives together. And so saying that is not something you should shy away from. Um, again, right way, right time, right spirit, right heart. People just have to be reminded that this is who we are. And the gatherings uh, throughout the ages ha have been so vital and continue to be vital in terms of relationship. You just won't find, you won't find God's people and the strength of God's people unless we gather. That's right. Our third point under this was um, the influence it has on your children. So important. The influence it has on your kids um, is a benefit I would encourage you to champion and I am, um, I think right now you will have your own examples. I don't want to lean too far into that. I don't think that's a surprise to most, but maybe, maybe you haven't really considered saying it as much as in the upcoming months, you're going to want to talk about the generational benefit of attending church. And, you know, it takes a church to raise a child. And so it's not, you're, you're not, if your kids are in other influences of sports and other influence school, et cetera, you're not going to get the same results of just having them watch an online program as you will of them being raised up with the model that the, that we give them, the model that a family gives them. No, we go to church. This is what we do. We go to, and yes, we interact and engage with people at church. And yes, those friendships that the kids that come over to your house the ones we want to come over the house are people from our church. So anyway, all of that, people just being reminded of that. Like you might not think of that by watching online. So just remember the power of the gathering. Absolutely. Uh, number four was the opportunity to serve. You don't get that by sitting, you know, in your church, uh, or I'm sorry, in your house 
And so um, be the call to serve God's great church would be number four. And then remind me number five, what that was, Brandon. What yeah, was number that? five is a place for people to come to. A place for people to come to, a physical base. Yeah, what, what I wanted to uh, say is that imagine the place going away. Because there's a lot of people that right now are starting to say, well, maybe this is the future of the church. The place goes away. And it's all about us meeting you know, on online or whatever. And I would say, okay, um, let's imagine, let me give you about three examples. The, the first one is a place called home. Um, if you're traveling and you are, let's say in the military um, and you get to talk to your family online, um, what do you prefer? What's the most powerful? Where's the real benefit? Is there anywhere like actually walking through the front doors of your house? The answer is no, of seeing your kids actually holding them in your lap. There's nothing like that. So virtual doesn't have the potential to replace what, you know, what walking in the front door of your own home and hugging your family. It cannot do that. The power of a place. Another example is going back to military. Imagine having a military that's all trained virtually. There is no base. There are no airplanes. Um, there, there, there's, you know, there, there's no one who is, uh, marching together, learning how to interact together. There's just no, there's no place. Imagine, imagine that and simplify it even more. You can't imagine Starbucks all being virtual. Mobile orders are great, but there's gotta be a place. <laughs> so my point is that the manufacturing dynamics of the government of God, the church of God, the kingdom of God. Um, is it goes back to a place. I think, I think the virtual is the expansion of the place. Obviously, it's brand new territory. Let's do it well. Let's do it great. But let's remind people of the power of the place. Absolutely. So much, so much drift, you know, during this time in, in people's hearts. Um, I think what we wanted to do today was just arm you pastors um, with some things to remind people of. Well, hey, Team Church, so glad you joined us today for this episode. Uh, if you haven't yet, hit the subscribe button. However you uh, watch this or listen to this today, I plan to make this a part of your world as a leader every single month. We'll be back on the first Tuesday next month for another great, crucial conversation. Uh, also, plan to join us next August, next summer for Team Church Conference 2021, August 2nd through the 4th. You can find out a little bit of information at teamchurchconference.com. We'll be releasing more information in the winter uh, as, as it becomes available. But we would love to have you join us for our annual flagship gathering of our tribe. It'll be such a special time to be back in the room together uh, after this season. So Team Church, we love you. We're praying for you. Um, if there's anything we can do to support you, please reach out and let us know. God bless you. This has been the Team Church Podcast with Kevin Gerald. For more information on conferences and events, check out teamchurchconference.com.